0: Welcome to Radio Worldview. I'm August Huckabee. The Radio Worldview podcast exists to teach students to live and think with a biblical worldview so that they can serve Christ and lead the culture. Tune in every week for perspectives on the arts, current events, and how to apply a biblical worldview to every aspect of reality. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, well, welcome back to the podcast once again, Bill. We have you two weeks in a row this time, I think.
1: Once again, we're going to look at five questions. And this week, it's going to be five questions to ask when your teacher won't answer the questions you've been asking. Yeah. Won't answer answer life's big questions. questions, Right. Mm -hmm. Because we've been handing these uh, questions out uh, several months now, and I'm sure that students have been told these various things by teachers. Mm -hmm. One thing is, well, it's against the law for me to discuss what happens when a person dies, for example, which is, you know, it's a spiritual question. Right. And the question to ask is, well, teacher, what law are you breaking by answering that question? Mm -hmm. There is no law. There's no law that says you can't discuss big issues, big ideas, philosophical questions in a public school classroom. Now, the teacher needs to clearly label their answers as opinions, right. in my opinion.
0: Their personal, yeah, yeah maybe personal they, belief.
1: They can certainly do that. Yeah. Uh, they may say, a teacher, I've had teachers tell students, well, we can't talk about those spiritual issues or religious questions or big questions of life because that's the violation of ch- separation of church and state. So it's a violation of separation of church and state for me to say who I think Jesus is, for example. Well, the student needs to ask, can you show me that in the Constitution? Because it does not exist in the Constitution. It appears nowhere in the United States Constitution. It does appear, however, in the old 1936 Soviet Constitution in Article 124.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that does beg the question... Whose constitution are we following, anyway?
0: Right. Well, and I think that also ties back to: is it a letter from Thomas Jefferson, something like that? A separation, right. kind of, of, of the the church and the state. And
1: he got in so nature. much trouble. He was asked by a group of Danbury Baptist pastors what mm-hmm. the role of, what the relationship is between, you know, the federal government, state government, and he said, and church and state, and he said separation of church and state in his answer. He got in so much trouble, he recanted that position in his second inaugural address in
0: 1805.
1: Hmm. But it was used in 1960s to ban prayer and Bible reading in the schools. Yeah. A private letter that was not part of the Constitution yeah. became the basis for pulling prayer, and Bible reading out of the schools. But it does not appear anywhere in the Constitution. Right. Well, Most even people that, don't even know that.
0: Yeah, there are, I mean, I feel like there is some legal precedent for not being allowed to do that on teachers, but um, but I think labeling, is, l- labeling it as your opinion and then also uh, being willing to speak of it in terms of this is like one of the options like this is this is a valid belief system right Right. i think the fear that teachers have is if they say anything there'll be a lawsuit brought and that's just not true like there there have been some um even in the past year what was it the the coach that was up in washington won at the federal supreme Court Supreme court level um of him being able to pray on the field after a football game right and he got you know, he, he was in a court battle for a long time, but he yeah, won Yeah, he was that. actually
1: fired by the school district, mm-hmm. and he was reinstated. Right. Um, so teachers will sometimes say, well, I'm not allowed to speculate on, say, the reason for life or the purpose of life. So the student needs to ask, so you can't express your opinion freely? Teachers can express their opinion freely. They do have academic freedom. Academic freedom is... The right of the teacher to give information that is pertinent and relevant to the subject matter at hand. It is also the student's right to receive information that is pertinent and relevant to the subject matter at hand. So when you're studying history, for example, the student can ask, who do you think Jesus is? His life dates every event in the textbook. Mm -hmm. The teacher can say, well, there are three options here. He is who he claimed to be, or he is crazy, Okay, or he lied to his followers. Mm -hmm. At that point, the student can ask, so teach, who do you think Jesus is? To which the teacher can can readily respond, in my my opinion. opinion. You're asking my opinion, aren't you? Well, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, you are asking my opinion. I believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be to the point where I've committed my lifetime. Right. Okay, so that is perfectly acceptable. And teachers don't know their liberties, and therefore they shy away and they stonewall. So if they say, I've had teachers say, well, it's not part of the curriculum. That's really not part of the curriculum, that question you're asking. So the question to ask is so you can't discuss life's most important issues, teacher? Mm-hmm. It isn't the point of education to prepare students for life? Yeah. And that's that teachers freely discuss issues not relevant to the particular subject which they're teaching. Oh, my gosh. They they discuss current events. Yeah. I
0: mean, teachers... Social issues. Yeah, teachers wouldn't
1: wouldn't hesitate to give their opinion about who's going to win the Super Bowl.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, I have a friend who um, was going to get a master's in English recently, and she dropped out after a semester because she basically said it's just become an indoctrination program. Like it's a master's in English, but all they talk about is all of the liberal uh, societal issues of our day, right? And why they're correct and how anyone who believes differently is stupid. And they proof text, you know, like from a, from a scriptural standpoint, we would say proof texting is a bad thing to do, but that's what these, some of these institutions are doing. They're proof texting, um, their way into indoctrinating, uh, attempting to indoctrinate students, well, and it pushed this girl away. Yeah,
1: right? even when I was she in couldn't college. Even, she,
0: well, that's the thing, she couldn't even learn a master's in English without being overwhelmed by the narrative that's being pushed, right? right? And, that's, and that's not relevant to the subject matter. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. And, and English and history are the two subjects that can be twisted that way. Yeah. When I was in college, many years ago, I sat through a course and it was only about until I was about three-quarters of the way through that I realized that the teacher was a Marxist and was choosing authors and pieces of literature that advanced that narrative. And by that time he had won over 90% of the students in the class and I was ill-equipped to rebut or combat the narrative. But I finally I recognized it, but it was too late for me to do anything. And that's, that happens frequently, especially in, in English and history, because I can, as a teacher, pick the pieces of literature that I want students to read to guide them to my conclusions, to force them to my conclusions. And in history, I can reinterpret the events in history mm-hmm. in light of my worldview. That's yeah. why worldview matters. So those are the common objections that, that teachers will give not to have to engage in a conversation about life's big questions. And finally, the, the one of the biggest objections that teachers will raise is, well, such religious questions have nothing to do with the subject I teach. To which the student needs to dig down a bit and realize and recognize that when the teacher tells them you shouldn't cheat on a test that that is based on a religious belief and ask that so
0: it's nothing else is based on a moral standard yes which right. rests
1: on a religious belief religion is what one holds to with ardor yeah. deep love and devotion and faith mm-hmm. now there's no mention of god in that definition that's right out of webster's dictionary now those who believe in god certainly are religious but those who believe in know God are certainly religious because they believe. They hold to something with ardor, deep love and devotion, and faith. Yeah. And so teachers are simply afraid to discuss life's big questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So ask, ask your teachers, since education is morally and spiritually based, because how I dress
0: mm-hmm.
1: conveys values to students as a teacher, yeah. How I address students conveys values. The rules I set for my classroom conveys values. Yeah. So education by nature is religious. It's not, is religion going to be taught? The question is, whose religion or which religion is going to dominate the
0: classroom? Right. And pretending, yeah, pretending that... Um, pretending that it's amoral, pretending that there are no morals in what you're learning or what you're teaching in a classroom. I mean, that's if If you're a teacher and you believe that you're just blind, right? Right. Because the fact that dress codes exist, that's, it's a moral standard. And it may be based on some of the cultural norms of our day, but it's still a moral standard. And you can't, uh, thats just the truth, right? And cheating is another big one. Plagiarism is another big one. Like why should I not plagiarize? And I think you can make the... Teachers can make the argument, well, it's for your own good, right? Like, you're not going to get anything out of this if you cheat, or you're not going to get anything out of this if you plagiarize. Yeah, well, But... You know what
1: I'll get out of it? A passing grade. Exactly. And get out of this stupid class that I'm not going to use anymore anyway throughout the rest of my life.
0: Exactly, right. Yeah. Uh, a, a, t- a student can easily make the argument that it's more important for me to pass than to learn all this stuff that I don't need to know anyways. And... Yeah, and if there's no morals in the situation, there's no, there's no right or wrong in that answer, right? Correct. If a student chooses to cheat just to pass, there's no wrongness in that, right? And that's, that's what they're saying, right? It's, it's that's pragmatism. What exactly. yeah. right. So,
1: that's what they're saying. Exactly, right. So ask, ask your teachers, since education is morally and spiritually based, why is it that we do not investigate life's big questions, such as what's the point of life? What happens when I die? What's the purpose of education? Which religion is true? Is Jesus who he claimed to be? God? So ask, teacher, are you simply afraid to discuss these most important of all questions? That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Education today rests upon a belief system called secularism, which is the belief that there may or may not be a God But if the God exists, if God does exist, he's irrelevant and has nothing to do with history, art, literature, science, music, philosophy. So secularism is a belief system, a belief that God is irrelevant or non-existent. So it's either atheistic or agnosticism, but that's a belief system. And and students need to recognize that everything that comes to them is filtered through that worldview. Yeah. And so, by asking these questions, they can open the eyes of fellow students. They can open the eyes of teachers. I know many teachers personally who have come to Jesus, and have come to faith in Christ, because students merely ask questions, and they it started the teacher thinking, and that's what needs to happen questions encourage people to think we're not trying to pin teachers in a corner, we're not trying to pin them on a mat, we're not trying to embarrass them publicly we're asking students to deal with the big questions of life and encourage their teachers to do the same Yeah, that's education um, <clears throat> that's why Martin Luther said that education was religious
0: yep yeah. yep, good point good point well, thanks, Bill. Anything else to add on uh, this tool for now?
1: I, I think that we need to do these questions, hand out these handouts across the country. And so if you're listening to to this podcast and you would like to have an impact in your community, you can do it simply by once every couple of weeks going out to the neighborhood school, high school, and handing these out to students walk across the campus or walk across the sidewalk to the campus and into the building. Yep. And encourage students, ask your teacher these questions. Yeah. Five questions your teacher doesn't want you to ask, or in this case, five questions to ask when your teacher won't
0: answer mm-hmm. life's big questions. Yep. Um, also, <laughs> we've had some success with our students handing it out and saying, hey, do you want to cause trouble in class? <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> you're, you're appealing to the, Appeal to the rebel. Appeal to the rebel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so that could be an option, too. And again, you can find all these on our website, com slash blog. And if you can go on there, there's a few other topics that we discuss on the blog, but you can go down and see each of these that we've posted. And uh, the podcast is there. The information is there. The questions are there. I'm not sure if we have the handouts for all of them, but we can work on getting those put up as a PDF on the blog as well. So you can just print them off if you want. So there you go. Thanks, Huck. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Have a good one. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for joining us. For more information about our Worldview Academy summer camps, go to worldview.org. And for more information about our gap year program for college freshman students, go to worldviewbridgeyear.com. Thanks again. Hope we'll see you soon.